0: and put it up on all, all the socials mustard
1: okay well you're not gonna do a music intro first
0: um no like we're, we're doing a free form since we have a guest like i'm mm-hmm. uh okay so we're just gonna fuck we're just gonna fuck around with it uh, feel good, free man. to feel free to cuss mike
1: like okay you know. oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we are not censored <laughs> okay anyway um not looking for monetization at all either <laughs> so like yeah doesn't matter no, nah. Let's see um, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off the cam because I don't think people want to see my forehead the whole time. Yeah, I'll be back. Bye. No, I'm, I'm still here. I'm talking. I just have to do the <laughs> socials on the phone and like, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to just, just to beat this out really last quick. Last of it.
0: Oh, here we go. And we're set. Hopeful. What the? Oh, here we go. All right, our stream is healthy. Mustard is trying to hide his forehead, and yep. Mike is here. So, really, really, you didn't like Dark Fate. What about Dark Fate? Didn't you like? I have to. I have to hear this. Uh, I, I felt at that stage, sort of, the
2: Terminator story had been played out, and uh, it just the whole thing felt like a money grab to me, and I I couldn't get into the story. Like, it was essentially the retelling of the same story over and over again. By that time. Right, and it just it felt tired to me, and I don't. I had no problems with any of the special effects or the acting or anything like that. It was just, it was the same thing, and there was nothing fresh about it anymore. So, uh, I think at by the time Terminator Three was done, they should have left the series alone. And uh, I mean, Terminator Genesis was. Kind of an odd addition to the whole storyline and then terminator dark fate was just it felt like they were beating a dead horse at that stage and i
0: just i couldn't get behind it i mean well okay so like for me i liked dark fate because sarah connor has always been the only one in the proposed history of, of terminator that has actually ever done damage to either cyberdyne or the terminators themselves mm-hmm. so these other movies, you know, where they're trying to like, oh well, it's John this time. Oh, well, no, it's not John. It's this other person this time. Oh, well, you know, and it's like, okay, well, cap off the series. Let Sarah be the one that shuts it down. Right. Or you you know what I mean? Like let Sarah be, be the, 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 the 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 end game to it all. Mm-hmm. And I liked Dark Fate because uh, one, it did actually follow up on all, everything we learned about the Terminators in the first two movies, which is that they are a learning program, they are a an evolving AI. Mm-hmm. And so when we saw that in Dark Fate, we were like, "What the what the fuck? Why is he living a normal life? Why why is he?" We you know, and then like the day the idea of of well, what the fuck does a Terminator do when it completes its mission? Yeah. So I kind of I kind of love the idea that it was you know uh, you know we're we're seeing the end game here and that Cyberdyne is a stone in the river and there's always going to be uh, a robot apocalypse. It doesn't matter if it's Cyberdyne or Legion or uh, what was the other one that tried to pitch? I don't know. I, I
2: saw the movie shortly after it came out, and then I've sort of forgotten about it since then
0: but uh i i, I liked genesis to me was such a waste because it's like oh well now john connor's the bad guy yeah and it's like yeah it was a it was it was a complete departure from the story that we knew i mean
2: there was a part of me that always hoped that they would make a movie about the war in the future that just focused on the war in the future and how they finally brought cyberdive down but that would have required an enormous budget and I don't think they would have ever gotten a green light.
0: Um, I mean, it depends on how you do it. So you have you have Terminator um, Salvation that that shows a lot of the future. And, and you, I, what I like, I liked Salvation. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it shows a lot of the future and what can be done with the ideas of, <laughs> you know, some practical props, a, a lot of CG, but more so dry, drive it by a story.
2: Okay. Uh yeah, but they I mean with with, with with that one they they really jumped the shark hard by by oh, yeah. having the whole human heart in a Terminator with the AI memory and just it was just it was so stupid that yeah. it was it was hard to it was hard for me to stay in that story because everything became more and more ridiculous as the movie went on. And it just like i every termin, like i said every terminator after terminator 3 was pretty much a money grab and i just felt like it should have ended with terminator 3 <laughs> I,
0: I i think i'll go just i'll just go just to salvation after salvation i would have been cool with it ending there yeah. because like mm-hmm. Uh, seeing some parts of the future, seeing some way that the machines think, you know what I mean? Like the way that it, it kind of tricked everybody to be like, oh yes, we're vulnerable to this uh, frequency. Oh no. Yeah. What a shame if somebody were to use it against us. And, right. You know, like I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked the intelligence. The, the, I, just, the war. I just don't understand why the Terminator, the, why,
2: why Skynet just didn't disperse enormous amounts of biological weapons on, on, onto the planet and just Get rid of the resistance that way. Just be done with them.
0: Well, I mean, uh, th- there's 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 books that have come out. You know what I mean? That are oh, yeah. not canon. That they did do that, and then they they actually talked in the first Terminator, like in some of the deleted scenes, about sickness, mm-hmm. and how sickness ravaged the human population and helped dwindle it. So I'm like, it's it's. I know it's weird, but there's also like really, the really, selective <laughs> editing. You know what I mean? Going on. Uh, we got Lofus in the in the chat. Hi, baby. We got grave robber says finally I hate that mustard bottle.
1: <laughs> I'm here.
0: Yeah, he's Hello. here. Um, but uh, I mean, like M- mustard just got through watching all the Terminators, didn't you? Like a while ago.
1: Yeah, or I'd what- say like uh, either last year or earlier this year. Like I think it was earlier this year. Not sure. Yeah, but they were just all so stupid, in my opinion. Like, like they were cool to watch. They were great to watch. Like the the uh, acting and like the the cults. Behind it, like the cult following behind it, and all that cool stuff, like I, I, I can see why it's very popular and why it made it so far and why people love it so much. But like the, the, like you said, the, the plot is really dumb. You don't watch it for the plot. You don't. You watch it to see a robot kill stuff. I suppose. I, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, time time traveling is never a solid plot.
2: No. In anything. In no. anything. Uh, unless it's unless it's H. G. Wells' time machine.
0: Oh, man, but that's – yeah, I, I don't call that time travel. I call that time trip.
1: That's like insanity <laughs> in a book.
0: Uh, no, the book is – is well, I
2: mean the book was written how many years ago? Uh, if before any of those concepts are really understood at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do like how it's done, um, yes. how the time travel is done. It's mostly one way, yeah. uh, which is kind of nice. and uh, And it's not the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's always, well, except for one instance, it's always into the future. He's always right. traveling forward in time, never going backwards in time, giving the opportunity to screw up the future more than he already does.
1: So, right? Yeah, I guess it's when it's done in one, in like going one way, it's one uh, direction. It's, yeah, it's passable. Yeah, yeah, because
0: like that—that's what made that's what made that book and the, and the remake of the movie with uh with our with what's his name Orlando in it. Uh, the remake of the movie, you know that—that's kind of what made it so frightening. Oh it's yeah, like... that was uh, Guy Pearce. Yeah, Guy the... Pierce Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just just going forward and just seeing how bad we just fuck everything up. Like huh. to me, that's that's more that's more of a huh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then like, oh, I gotta go to the future. Wait, I fucked up. I gotta go back to the past. Oh, wait, I fucked up again. No, wait, I gotta go back to the present, which is <laughs> now nah, wait. Like, I, I don't like but like seeing that one timeline, it's it's it, like that to me is way more frightening than the idea yeah. of like the butterfly effect or anything else like that Well, and it's always
2: when when dealing with time travel theoretically, it's always one possibility you know of, of a future. So if you ascribe to dimensionality, there's infinite numbers of ways that the world that could play out. so that's just one possibility.
1: I mean yeah, we know point. that altering the past doesn't alter the future. It just, you know. Right? Well, well I guess it depends on how you look at
0: it. I'm, I mean like like when, when you're talking about like physics and you're talking about like uh continuity of things, what whatever whatever you alter is going to become a branch timeline. So yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That yeah. branch uh-huh. timeline will become your new reality. Right well, the TV- other <clears throat> yeah. well if that happens though, the T V A will come and uh they're They're really yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Because like, and and if and if we're doing that route, then I guess we can't use the Back to the Future or or Hot Tub Time Machine thing where we can't talk to our future, past selves or whatever. Well, I'd like to
2: congratulate us on uh, going from uh, Terminator to HG Wells to now uh, Marvel. We've managed to cover three pretty good properties pretty quickly.
1: Oh, dude, this is oh. just the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are we are
0: huge. There's a reason I, f- I started following this man on TikTok, and I think the first TikTok I saw of, of him, I forgot what prop he had. Welcome Was to the your, chat, guys, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, let's see. Miss uh, Faith is here. Thank you for coming. And we got the lemon here. Thanks, lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is props to history, Mike. Uh, he's an awesome, awesome creator on TikTok, and he has a fucking Terminator behind him. How do you... How you turn your back on the shit in your shop? Like it, it, it blows my mind because it's not real. Uh, so I'm not worried. Just be working.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> not, uh,
2: I know that. I know that 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 thing is made out of out of plastic and metal and. Uh it's got a, a rod in its ass holding it upright that uh it can't move under its own power, so I'm not Hell
4: too
1: either. worried about Hell it. Yeah. Much the, rod, like the, the rod in the ass is the rule. like much much like to my left to, to
2: my left is a six-foot painting of Vigo the Carpathian. Um I but can't I, do also that have, one. I also have the captain's chair from Star Trek and Pee Wee's bike within arm's reach. So um, Ooh, it's nice. all it's all just it's all stuff. It's all just props. Um oh, I, I mean know. I see them for what they are uh as as far as film is um uh, but a lot of people you know they, they associate the story with them and it's like i have occasionally i have a weeping angel from doctor who in here no nope. yeah, that's, that's, that's another that's one where I draw the line. That's line. Yeah. Terrifies, nope. terrifies a lot of people but to me it's it's just a costume um i mean these, these things are just things they have a story attached to them and they
1: uh, you know what dude I, I, just, I i'm not i'm not sober enough in my life to be living with that kind of shit like i could i, could, I just couldn't walk past that casually yeah most <laughs> <of the laughs> case. Uh, this, is,
2: this is what i walk into <laughs> at work every day
0: i mean like don't don't get me wrong like i i understand they're all props i mean i got i got two lucille i got a i got a lucille from the walking dead right behind i'll, I'll grab that in a minute i got mm-hmm. i got mjolnir behind me up here um i got a splicer mask. Yeah, you get know it, what i mean it I will I fall in love with props more than I do characters from films. So uh yeah, I understand I, I understand they're just props, but it's just I have I have like severe ADHD and I'm also a writer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know what I mean? That's the kind of shit that gets that gets turned into a horror movie. Oh, a guy worked in a prop shop, walks in one day, Terminator belts him through a wall. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's so like it's. I know that it's re- not real.
1: That, that reality lives in your head already, yeah. and you're just there. You're there yeah. mentally. Fucking
0: <laughs> like like the re- one in infinite chances that that could actually happen. But like my luck, I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> with your luck, with my well, luck, I'm happens, the one.
2: If that happens here, I'm double fucked because I have I have. The Terminator, Vigo, Weeping Angel, The Witch King of Angmar, The Book of the Dead, The Necronomicon, now
0: you're all kind um, of fucked
2: the Zuni doll from uh, Trilogy of Terror. Uh, wow. just, I have all of the worst things
0: possible. I'm in terrible danger in that reality. <laughs> um, yeah, but, so, I me, mean, dude, like, walk in, like, just walk in every day with a gun. Just <laughs> <laughs> What makes you think I don't? I live in southern Indiana. Oh, true i'm in indiana as well that's why i find dolls and stuff terrible uh miss faith says a rod in his ass that's hot the lemon says that's cool yeah but i'd be terrified to live with it yeah so like uh grave robber here in our chat uh one of my best friends in the world and he was like he came up with this brilliant idea that i have a severe fear of xenomorphs because uh the more scientific something is the the more it freaks me out you know what I mean? Like, like oh, well, Freddy Krueger, not very scientific, not very scared of him. Michael Myers, not, not very scientific, I'm not scared of him. I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm meaner, and I have more, I can think of more ways to dismember people. But Xenomorphs, Xenomorphs, I, I got into as a kid, and it just stuck in my fucking head. So, every time, <laughs> every time, like, like, I can't even play the game Alien Isolation, because I'm just like, <laughs> I don't Well, in fairness, Alien Isolation is all about uh, environment and
2: uh, the 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 feeling Ooh. of it, and it's a quite terrifying game. It's really well made. Um, um, I, yeah. Um, what might upset you more about the Xenomorph is that the first yeah. Xenomorph, um, the costume. What's that? Big chap. Yeah. Uh, the The costume itself was actually made with a real human skull. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it was made <laughs> with a real human skull and various parts of horse meat so
0: that's uh, cool that's
2: kind of cool hr giger was a uh a a, a very different artist so he he came up with all kinds of things and of course it's all based on the shapes are all based on uh essentially penises and vaginas Mm -hmm. because that's that was his art that was his art basis um it was a a quite quite ahead of its time truth be told uh for 1979 (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, like, let's also not forget that up until 1979, we had a very a very select list of horror things. And the, mm-hmm. the most, the farthest conceptual thing we got in around that time when it comes to horror was a Space Odyssey 2001. And that wait, is the wait, idea wait, of a rogue wait, wait.
1: AI. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Before we talk about the rogue AI, are you telling me that Xenomorphs are just huge dicks?
0: Pretty
2: much, yeah. Uh, they, Their design takes heavily from that, yeah. If you look at H.R. Giger's art,
1: well, it gives do it away. yeah. Yeah, we Quite knew that, that already.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: I'll have I'll be, to look at that. Uh
0: yeah, he said true, be told. Uh so when, when you look at uh when you look at like 1979, that 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 landmark, the, the most scary thing we had was a rogue AI. Mm-hmm. And then now we have like this completely scientifically from literal inception to uh to everything else, you know, life cycle of a xenomorph and that was just fucking terrifying.
2: Yeah, it was it was very new for the uh, for the seven. I mean, no one had really done a horror film like that. And no one had really done special effects that way either, so the environment that was created and then all of the the costuming, the suits, etc., the effects that were done, everything was way ahead of what it what people were used to then. And then it spawned an enormous this wonderful generation into the early 80s. Of all these really high end special effects driven
1: yeah.
2: horror films, uh, especially sci fi horror, um, which to me uh, really culminated with 1982's The Thing, which oh, was yeah. all about environment. I all about... just
1: watched that last week, literally. On yeah. yeah.
2: an exceedingly suspenseful film. It was all about, oh, yeah. of course, paranoia and suspense and whatnot. And it was so wonderfully done yeah. that. You know, it scared the hell out of people, which is what you go to see a horror film for. Still does, dude. No, oh, yeah, I,
1: it's, it holds up. I love straight it. Up. Yeah, I
2: love that movie, and and even to this day, the practical effects in it they still hold up to this day. So, um, I mean, you can see the wires sometimes, and you can see the servos yeah. and stuff, but it doesn't matter. It, the effect still works. Oh yeah. In fact, one of those, one of the, uh, the the special effects for that, where the guy's head tears off and turns into a spider.
1: Yeah, Um, burning
2: them? Yeah, yeah. That scene actually caused an explosion on set Um, and
0: toxic fumes.
2: Yeah, well, it was the toxic fumes that detonated. Oh, is that what
0: happened?
2: Yeah, because the all the the junk inside the Mm. neck as the head tore away Mm. was a mixture of like bubble gum and molten plastic. And when they had a like a like a bar from a gas furnace just underneath, just outside a camera shot to give the effect of flames. Because yeah. they were torching it at the time, so they had to maintain yeah. the continuity. And the fumes from the molten plastic and everything else that was involved in that caught fire, and it just blew up the whole effect. Sixteen hours to set up that effect, all gone in an instant. And then they had to reset everything.
0: Damn! Like yeah. I, 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 knew about the trend. I knew about like the explosion and the melting and the toxic I didn't know it was a, I didn't know it was a chain reaction. Holy yeah. shit! That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, it happens. Wow. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and uh, now that we have some people in and uh, let's go ahead and start the show then. Give me a sec
1: here. We haven't even started the damn show. God damn it.
0: No, we haven't. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me as always, my brother Muster. Today we have Mike from Props to History, one of the baddest creators on TikTok. And today's episode is brought to you by the stuff. Delicious and nutritious. Get yours at your local grocer today. Use code Parasite for 20% off. You've
1: been cutting in and out the whole time, so I didn't I didn't we didn't get that.
0: No. One of your, you. audio,
1: your audio is being kind of funny. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Mike, can you do? You, can you read me?
1: Yeah, I can pick you up pretty clearly. You were
2: dropping out a little bit during your introduction there. Yeah. All
0: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out and come back in, and I'll do the whole thing. God And All right, so that, that did that did that fix it? You're good. Yeah. Yeah, you All seem right. fine now. All right, so let's try that again. So. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Dead Man. With me, as always, my brother Mustard. And we are joined with uh by Mike from Props to History, one of the baddest t- uh creators on TikTok. And this episode is brought to you by The Stuff. Delicious and nutritious. Get yours at your local grocer today. Use code Parasitic for 20% off.
2: I actually have one of the containers of the stuff right over there in my display case.
1: <laughs> Don't
2: do it. Don't
1: do it. Nice yeah (laughs) that's another thing to be afraid of (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) so uh we we have we have been here for about 20
0: minutes with mike from uh props to history i don't know how much time he has and i don't want to eat up too much of his day uh we've been talking a lot about movies and that's honestly what i i invited him on because we like mustard and i are huge movie nerds Uh, i've worked in film mustard has starred in pornography so you know it's it's Not, one of those things where I wanted to just bring you in and just have you nerd out with us for a little while. So, I guess uh, for the for the official show, for the official start of the show, let's just talk about the obvious. You have you do have a fucking Terminator behind you. We I talked do. about it in the pre-show. It still terrifies the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is actually a
2: a Terminator endoskeleton from Terminator Genesis. Um this one is is actually cast from one of the uh originals made for production and a friend of mine from parker's prop shop uh he brought it over here to see about casting it to make uh make molds to make new ones wow. um simply because they are quite rare um and then and that is what I do is i I make molds and do prop replicas on occasion and I've always wanted a terminator, so I went ahead and jumped at the chance because why not so nice and he's and he works well in the shop I think he Sort of ties the room together, uh, yeah. standing here next to yeah. next to Vigo. So, yeah. I have a I, six, I, six foot tall Vigo painting right next to me. I, so,
0: I, I think I think between the between the Terminator and Vigo, the Carpathian, I would probably end up putting at least two bullets into my sh- workshop if I if I only have like if I would, like if I woke up and I'm like six every in the day. morning every day. You know what I mean. <laughs> walk in with my fucking Starbucks halfway like, oh god, uh, fuck! <laughs> damn it! Well, I've I, I, I
4: I've
2: actually, actually startled myself walking into my shop uh, early in the morning, because I usually get started here about 5 o'clock in the morning. Wow! God
4: damn. And god damn.
2: Uh, I have mannequins everywhere, and I blearily walked into my lobby, which is where I keep everything, and uh, there's the Witch King of Angmar Uh, from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) It's just this giant, tall, black garbed, horrifying thing. And it made me jump and I almost spilled my coffee. I then yelled at the (laughs) mannequin because that's what you do. I realized my mistake and went about my day.
0: I mean, like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> i just i just, I, just
2: I can't do it
1: doing there, man? Damn.
2: <laughs> i said i there were some choice words spoken i won't lie oh like i said feel <laughs>
0: free feel free to cuss on our show uh, we don't give a fuck like it's just yeah. uh anything anything mike says or props to history is said here does not reflect his own personal opinions or that of his shop this is mike Hanging out with a couple of friends,
1: being nerds. So, (laughs) in in case anybody
0: wants to try to come for him, you come for me first. I'm the one who talked him into this. So
1: so. that's the fucking idea. That's 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 what I mean, though.
0: So, like, so, like I was saying earlier, like uh grave robber, said that one day he wanted to dress up as a Zeno and try to scare me, and I said, "You realize I carry a gun." fill in the blank (laughs) don't don't do
4: that
2: (laughs) see i if if someone did that to me if someone decided to jump scare me dressed as a xenomorph my first reaction would probably be to be startled because i don't like being jump scared but then i would immediately start to look at the costume and how it was built and how accurate it is and really nerd out over the fact that somebody's dressed as a xenomorph in public then i'd wonder why the hell they were in my house and and then then I'd probably start to be worried. But I would go the nerd route first. Of, How was this made? Well done. Good job. Details are great. Oh, your, shit. Why are you in my house? And wait, then... wait,
1: wait, wait. Wait. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, for, for me, that would be almost anything else. Like, almost anything. Like, a Terminator. Like, you, I could walk in and there's a Terminator. And it turns toward me and be like, oh, sick. Right. That's cool. Where are the servos? Is it where is it an is it a, is it a drill or is it a servo hybrid? I want to know. No, Xenos. That's my first instinct. Somebody jumps out of Xeno, it's getting lit. <laughs> Game over. Anything well, else? I, you might want to reevaluate that because Xenomorphs aren't real. It's probably going to be a person. <laughs> no, it, it's on them. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am not taking that one in infinite chance like we talked about. One infinite possibilities.
2: I'm that not a, taking the xenomorph.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking the chance that it's the one. <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, dude, I feel the same thing. Like if, if, like a, if even if like a Pokemon was in my house, I would probably do the same thing, light it up.
4: <laughs> I mean,
1: fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, They can do some damage. Exactly. Exactly. You don't, you no, there's there's,
0: there's Pokemon that kidnap children.
1: Yeah. It's, yes. it, yeah. Yeah. Mm, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, and like burn people alive with molten lava in their minds.
0: Uh, then, there's, then there's Psyduck, and we don't want to get into Psyduck. Well, for, fortunately, all of these things exist in fiction. We don't have to worry about them. Yeah, they, well.
1: it's so cool to learn about, though, right? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I, I think you're surrounded by like, some of the most dangerous props in movie history. I think that's a man, that, Is that a mantra you just have to keep telling yourself?
2: No. Um, I mean, to, to, I built most of these. So to me, they're just things. Uh, yeah, I can see them yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. objects that have built. Um, th- but the most dangerous props that have ever been built, I mean, I, I don't own them. Most of those don't exist anymore. Uh, there was, for the movie Virus, with Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland, they built this 11-foot tall, um, fully hydraulically powered puppet of the thing. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was a gladiator or something like that. But it had this blade arm powered by industrial hydraulics that would cut through steel. So they had to make a completely separate prop for the actors to be near
1: because you think, why would they do
2: that? (laughs) Because they actually had a scene where it cut through metal. So So they built the whole thing and they just sort of built it to the design. They didn't really think about it, if you will. And then when they got it done, they were like, oh, this is dangerous. We should probably build a safer version for actors to be around. So they did. They built a safer version of it. But it was called Goliath. Excuse me. It was called Goliath. But that thing was dismantled after filming was done. And really only pieces of it survived. But at the Mm -hmm. time, it was this obscenely dangerous thing. But it's it's not the first time that Hollywood's done that. So, I mean, they used to shoot live rounds at actors, too. So that was... That was a really? thing. Really,
1: when the they used to do that? So uh, back in the
2: oh, well, back early days of film, up until about the late 1930s, they had these guys called designated marksmen that were authorized, like legally authorized, to shoot live ammunition around actors. As in, they could shoot; the rounds would land near actors for scenes where actors were being shot at, and they would have guys that were experts, if you will with the use of a Thompson submachine gun and they would fire live full auto bursts at actors like James Cagney and Errol Flynn, et cetera. And, um, James Cagney twice was very nearly killed. Yeah. And because wow. of that, and a lot of other things that were going on in Hollywood at the time, oh, wow. this screen actors guild formed to protect actors uh, and okay, stuff okay, like okay. that. That makes
1: sense. And
2: cause at the time, the studio system that existed at the time, actors lived, worked, slept, ate, and breathed by the orders of the studios. They had no control over their own lives, and the Screen Actors Guild formed to end that. And among the things they ended also was the use of live ammunition on set.
1: Wow, that's was, crazy. So, yeah, because they would have just a bunch of assholes like dead men come on set. Like, yeah, fire they did that. And, and a lot a of fire a bunch of fucking rounds of people just for fun. Well, they
2: used to, uh, there was there's a movie that... Um, I, I don't want to say to... the name of it because it's it's just a viciously racist film. But um, it was they used live artillery uh, against actors because they didn't have the technology at the time to create fake artillery bursts, so they fired live artillery shells at a crowd of actors, and it killed three actors. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, so... I'm curious. You know, hold on. I, I actually did find a picture of... Uh, the thing here—that's that's that's the that's the robot.
2: Yeah, that's it there. And uh,
0: okay. and this one of these hands—I don't remember which one—it's it's kind of bladed and it like opens yeah. and and everything and else it like shot that. out really quickly under under hydraulic
2: pressure and and it would cut through metal. So they didn't want actors nearby it.
0: So even no. the tree
2: didn't get near it.
0: Yeah, and wow. that, that I always I always wondered why they had like such faraway shots of it. You know what I mean? Like even it's even when the, want to get close. Yeah, <laughs> the camera's just like, this will do. Fuck that! Yeah, <laughs>
1: dude. don't pay me enough, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh so let's see. Uh Lemon says, Who cares if I die? The suit is sick. Grave Robber says there was a similar prop in Silent Hill, the Red Pyramid Blade. They actually made one that would cut through the steel door. That is true. They, they put it on a they put it on a hinge, I believe it was, to cut and mimic the yeah. motion. Uh I heard about this. It's really crazy to do that for a film. And Johnny said uh Johnny got his gun. I don't think that's the one.
1: I don't think that's the one either.
0: That you were talking about, Mike, with the, the whole Artillery thing.
2: No, no, this, um, I'm trying to, as soon as I said that, the name of it came, it was the first film to ever air at the white house. And it's pretty much, uh, it, it's the film is pretty much telling the story of how wonderful and great the Ku Klux Klan are. Like that's the whole concept of, of the movie. Birth of a nation. Thank you. Um, they use live oh, artillery birth of, in Birth
1: that. of a nation. You, they use live artillery in birth of a nation.
2: Yeah. And live ammunition when they, uh, for the rifles, um, there were there were quite a few deaths during the making of that movie, but they could wow. get away with it then because you know, rich people could get away whatever they wanted. So,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's look at let's look at the context of the movie and what they were trying to push. Does anybody really feel bad? I feel bad for the actors because the actors didn't deserve that shit.
2: Um, <laughs> they really didn't. They were actors. They weren't the people that they were portraying.
0: Granted, granted. Um, no, you're you're right. You're right. I'm just uh I guess I'm just a callous bastard when it comes to that kind of shit. Because I, I know like I know a lot of the people that were involved in that were part of their own part and partial party to make that happen. And a lot of them shared the beliefs. And so maybe I'm just lumping everybody in together on that. Maybe. Maybe well, I'm, I, I'm I gonna... can't
2: I can't say either way what their personal beliefs were. Um I can say I did, that, um, that they were extras hired to uh portray soldiers and they got killed by artillery that should not have dad, been fired
1: up. That's yeah yeah, no shit. That just shouldn't have happened at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I I did a when I was studying film that that movie came up a lot and it came mm-hmm. up a lot about the idea of uh what what people believe versus what actors are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this this kind of this movie was one of those like except for this one, they were all mm-hmm. kind of in on it and like so that's what the history of that movie had been about and you know what, what I was taught what I was taught, Mm -hmm. what I'll say, I don't know what's the truth at this point, but what I was taught at the time was that, yeah, they were all in on it. They all knew what it it was going to be and what it was going to portray. Yeah. So, you know, but Holy (laughs) shit. I'm kind of stuck on Goliath. Like that, that thing, like now that, now that she said that nobody wanted to get near me, I'm like near, near the thing. I'm like, Ah, that makes so many shots. Makes so much sense,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, well, like look at jo- uh, at Saw. A lot of the, the the torture devices used in Saw they were made to function correctly. They were made to function as portrayed, mm. and the ones that the actors worked with were a safer version of that. But they did make, in some instances, not all of them, hero versions that did work. The reverse bear trap one that like went in their mouth and it would spring over. I've held that, that functional prop. It's all steel. Uh, it weighs a ton and the Springs were disengaged on it at the time, but it was made to work. So wow. cause they had intended to film a scene where there was a watermelon in it. Yeah. Right. Like, to demonstrate how it worked. So it had to work. So they made one that functioned, but they like the one that twisted the guy's limbs, that uh, was the to work. Uh, yeah. they, they, like they would make those things to function correctly.
1: Wow! But then they
2: would have the ones the actors interact with are much safer versions. Of yeah, them. the
1: ones that they're actually in, obviously. Yeah. Are the, yeah. Okay. So you you That's use cool cool you use down. the
0: term hero prop. You want to go ahead and just for anybody who's not really in on that, could you explain yes. what that is?
2: No. So within within the world of, of prop making, particularly with film, there's a couple of different versions of props and. These are very generalized terms. There's a lot of different little subtexts to everything, but you have essentially stunt uh, special effect and hero props. Uh, A stunt prop is something that like a background actor would carry that's usually made out of rubber or in some cases it's actually made out of cardboard and it doesn't require a whole lot of detail. It just has to look like a thing from a distance in a background of a shot for a few seconds. A special effect prop is something is a prop that does some sort of special effect, like Freddy's glove when he drags it down a wall and all the sparks come out. That's done by a cable, an electrical cable uh, run through the glove up to the tip, attached to a battery, so that it sparks. That's a special effect.
1: That's cool. That sounds kind of dangerous. Not gonna
2: lie. Well, no, it's done in a safe manner by a stunt actor, so they know exactly what they're doing. It's all set up to be very, very safe. That's good. Um, a hero prop is a prop that's seen up close by the camera. So it has to look perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're only used in close up shots by lead actors generally. Uh, and they have either some functionality or fully functional. And they're highly detailed for the shot. They're also very expensive. So they only ever have a few of them. You'll have 20 stunt props and you'll only have two hero props sometimes. Or in some cases, in very rare cases, only one. Uh, but that's what a hero prop is. And they within the prop collecting community, the hero props are also the
0: most desirable, and they're yeah, also the yeah. most expensive.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you, uh, I think it was your account that had the, the Bangalore grenade yeah. from the fifth element. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, that, that thing looks all sorts of fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that, the, well... The Mangalore grenade itself, the
2: prop, uh, they only made one hero of that, which is not typical for a production. It still survives. It's in the hand of a private collector. Uh, and then they made a couple of stunt versions of it as well. But the explosion itself was not caused by the grenade, obviously, but uh, it was the largest indoor pyrotechnic detonation at that time. Because um, it was an enormous explosion indoors, which are always dangerous. Right. Um, but uh, they had the one that I have, of course, is just all resin; it has no functionality to it whatsoever. But
0: um, it just—it just, it, it just it. looks dangerous. it, yeah, it, it looks does. it Does? <laughs> uh, it doesn't no like, a... safety on it whatsoever. Not even the sleeve that was like on in the movie. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, man. It's, yeah, they, like that. So the prop itself, like the like the one hanging on the guy's belt, that was a, that didn't come apart. Right. It was just held together. It was just one piece. The one that Bruce Willis takes out of the sleeve, if you held that thing upright, it would just fall out of the sleeve. There was nothing holding it in. So, oh. And there's also something most people don't notice. is that It's a common theme throughout the Fifth Element that every weapon has a manual. And yeah. you actually see for a split second, Bruce Willis holds the mangler grenade up and looks like he's reading something on the side. Yeah. They never put it on the prop, but it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be instructions on the side of the weapon.
0: Bringing
2: it <laughs> to that, th- that theme of every weapon has a manual. So right. that was just another one of the many underlying themes of the Fifth Element that they just kept beating us over the head with. That's
1: kind of I mean, cool, actually. I like it. You
0: know. I, I yeah. love the fifth. I love the Fifth Element. It's one of my same. favorite
1: great, movies. great movie. Great movie. I love yeah, that. Uh, I mean, it. Yeah, absolutely. says the it, best
0: race is the Indy 500, and Han Solo and Shrek dress the same. Thank you, Hengel.
1: Okay. Good points. Good points. We'll write that down. <laughs> yeah, right. Are we? I, I, I got it. I got you. Okay. Good.
0: I'm Glad you did it. <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's. Okay. So, like for me, like like I showed, I fall in love with props. I I, I do. I fall in love with the, the the mechanisms and the hero stuff like that. And I promise. So, hang on a sec. Hang on.
1: Oh no! What is he doing? I think he's getting something. Oh, God.
2: Looks like Lucille.
1: Yeah, that is Lucille.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, God. My headphones are folded. Oh, oh, no. You broke everything. The cool moment's
0: gone.
1: <laughs> but you did. It's ruined. You have ruined, ruined this whole back show. Back to one. Back cool to one. Room, doing Nicole it again. We're just going to have to cancel this and come back to it because yep. Deadman can't figure out his headphones. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We'll circle around back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: this is some really
0: good dead air. Fantastic radio. <laughs> yeah. That's uh my favorite thing in the world. And this is actual this is actual real barbed wire. Uh I had it next to my desk one time and my girlfriend accidentally stepped on it and gouged her ankle with one of the oh, bars. dear. Yeah, but <laughs> I told her I was like, that's real. Like this is a real thing. Please be careful around it. <laughs> and they make uh rubber barbed
2: wire that you can yeah. replace that with. And- yeah. Uh, not hurt anybody.
0: This is this is part of my home defense. It would be also really illegal for you to use it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a literal weapon, like murder weapon. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: it's like driving nails through a baseball bat is also frowned upon uh, if used
0: as home defense. So. Yeah. So
1: I mean so I got I, mean, I got more my okay, okay hold on I want to talk about that for a second would that even work like wouldn't wouldn't the nails like weaken the bat structurally thus it would crack more easier? I mean if you if
2: you pre-drill the holes, no um huh. yeah I mean that's how you keep that's one method of keeping wood from cracking from nails is pre-drilling the holes. Yeah. Um, it like, works the same with, with, with metal and other fasteners so mm-hmm. um, I don't know that honestly I don't know that how much effectiveness it would add. Considering right? that a baseball bat to the head is already quite effective,
0: so oh no, no, trust me. When you when you pick this up, I'm a big guy. I, I'm six foot two. I'm a I'm a large dude. I mm-hmm. When you pick this up, this is this is weight. This I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But again, <laughs> that's I'm a lot sure of how air, effectiveness. You, how
2: much more effectiveness you need besides a baseball bat to the head?
0: I mean, well, I mean, you get it over as quickly as possible with. You don't want to draw the whole thing out. Well, baseball bats still tend not to
2: draw things out either. That's true. They do, I, do damage.
0: I tell you what, the next time somebody breaks in my house, I will have a control test.
2: <laughs> does it happen often? If it does, you should move
0: no no and if it did i would stay there the
1: next time he says
0: (laughs) but uh no i I wanted to talk about lucille because i love my lucille Mm -hmm. i love lucille she's like probably one of my favorite props of all time so do you have your favorite prop of all time or if you don't what is the one that you just really want to get your hands on
2: oh well i i I own a couple versions of my favorite prop of all time, which is the four stones from the fifth element uh and, nice. and they were the first prop that I ever saw in a movie that I really, really wanted and i have I have a, a a version of them that is the uh sometimes called the weapon version uh they're the large scale ones used in the scene where they actually use it as a weapon. And then I have a version of them that are the, called the Diva Stones, which are the ones that are to, they take out of the singer. They're a smaller version of it that are that are carried around by Bruce Willis and uh, and uh, inside the tuxedo jacket.
0: Plava Laguna,
2: that was her name. Plava Laguna, and so you um, got
1: you got those like the actual ones. That... No, no. Oh, the okay.
2: only no, the only known surviving set are owned by Luke Besson, the director of the film. Oh, okay. Um, and they're in his home in France. So uh, yeah. I've never seen an actual set of screen-used ones ever for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as most of the props from that movie were destroyed uh, by order of Luke Besson after the filming was done, yeah. um, I don't know if any others survive. I've never found any reference to any other set surviving. So I believe those may be the only ones, mm-hmm.
0: uh, which makes yeah. me
2: want them even more.
1: So you're seeing <laughs> Luke Besson in mm-hmm. France. No, right. no, nope. uh, that's public knowledge. <laughs> it's been public knowledge for a long time.
2: So
1: I'm not the first. So about that
0: control test and about those stones, you want? Mm. That's
1: unnecessary. I'll just I'll wait
0: for them to come up for sale. How about
1: that? Yeah, I'll just wait for them to go. On oh, the-
0: it's it's they're going to come up real quick. Don't want you to worry about it. But anyways, yeah. so. uh <laughs> So, uh, so the, the fifth, the, the fifth filament stones. Uh, I remember the, the 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 gimmicked ones, the gag ones, the ones that open up. Mm-hmm. Are I think those are the ones he owns, right? Um, his, is, as I understand it, his are the static uh,
2: weapon versions. They're not the oh, okay. non-opening ones because there was only one built that opened, mm-hmm. and then they just refilmed it for different scenes.
0: Oh, and okay. then they had
2: like there was only one that mechanically functioned. Yeah. and then they yeah. had others that were static open because you only oh. ever see the one open at a time, and then it shifts around and they're all open already. Mm-hmm. So they only needed to make the one mechanical one. Uh
0: oh. So, um, so I don't know if that
2: survives. Thing. I mean, there's so little information about it.
0: Unfortunately. I mean, that's Yeah, <laughs> we're dropping in France, boys. That's what Grave Robert says, and he gave me the Rick Grimes. Fuck you, Engel. Um, Great crime, piece of shit.
1: So, it, would you say that uh, the Fifth Element is your is your like your most favorite movie of all time? Or uh, as
2: far as sci fi films go, it's 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 one of them. Okay. Um, I have a lot of less traditional films that I would consider to be my favorite films of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. The African Queen with Humphrey Bogart, nice. uh, Jinnah with Christopher Lee, which is about the foundation of Pakistan. It's mm-hmm. one of the best movies. Uh, in his opinion, it was his favorite film to ever make. And to me, it's one of the best acted films I've ever watched. And then uh a la triste uh with Vigo Mortenson is a Spanish language film that I absolutely love. Uh just to me, everything about it is just right. It's just right for a film. Um nice. but as far as like my popcorn muncher films go, the fifth element is right there at the top of the list. Ah, okay. um, it's just an enjoyable film. Um totally of,
0: I've seen all those films
2: yeah mm-hmm. for for horror uh you know the thing 1982 juon by takashi mige um it's just that's that my film the the film on oh, the gamut there's just too many
1: there's just too many yeah there's so yeah. many
2: movies to yeah, love and yeah, yeah. watch of course there's probably one out there that i have never seen that would be even more amazing to
1: me but oh, I
2: just don't have the time to see them all sadly
1: <clears throat> yeah that's very true yes movies do take up time
0: they do yeah, and uh, like like I just finished Squid Games. Uh, I really
1: enjoyed Squid Games, dude. Squid Games is so good.
2: Yeah, I was I was sort of disappointed at the end
0: with Why? the old man.
1: Why?
2: Because I I didn't want it to go that route, but I kind of knew halfway through that it was kind of gonna.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's it's heavily hinted at.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, it's very heavily hinted at, yeah. and when you go back and watch it a second, the second time, time yeah, dude, the, the second, the second yeah.
1: watch through of that, yeah. that show is like, oh fuck,
2: I, yeah, I and,
1: seen, you know, <laughs> yeah, it. absolutely, and I
2: it, that that was my only misgiving with it was the, the 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 final scene with the old man that that he was still alive. Um, I, I yeah. really was sort of disappointed in that part a little bit. But it fit with the story. And the rest of it was magnificent. I really liked that. All the actors in that were brilliant. Oh, my God.
1: uh, So good, right? Yeah. They were so good at it. Yeah. Yeah, The characters were
0: wonderful. I mean, uh, for me. They're all so
1: nice. They're all so, so nice. Like, they're all such nice people. Like, all all the actors are so, so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pull your mic closer, dude. You got to. Oh. He's gone.
1: What the fuck just happened?
2: (laughs) Weeping Angel got him.
1: I guess, dude.
0: Oh my God. He's straight up disappeared. <laughs> yep. Oh, he's back. Did you die? <laughs> I, I, I scratched my nose and I went to go touch my mouse, and like my, I just literally just backhanded my entire mouse and it. It hit me back right out of the show. Did you have nice. a muscle
1: spasm? Is that what happened?
0: A little bit, probably. I'm going to put my mouse over there now. Dude,
1: what the fuck? You were like, you were talking, and then you were gone. Yeah, I, I was
0: telling you to pull your mic closer, because you got low audio right now.
1: Uh, hold on. Is is that better right there?
0: Yes, much better. Okay. Sorry, okay. I'm an audiophile. Uh, Dude, so, shut up. Man. I mean, so like horror movies, I mean, we, yeah, we talk about the thing, and how much just practicality went into the thing? And with it, I have a big soft spot for remakes. So what did you think of the prequel that released about three years, not about six or seven years ago? De-
2: 2011. 11? Uh, came out, yeah. Uh, a decade ago. 10 years ago. Oh, five, yeah. It's been that long. Um, getting
1: old, boys. We're so old. So
2: the thing from 2011 to me is one of the most obvious cases against the overuse of CGI. Um, when that movie was made, Yes, they had planned out and orchestrated and executed these absolutely beautiful practical effects that were going to be enhanced by CGI, which is what CGI should be doing. It should be enhancing practical effects,
1: absolutely. because
2: we as humans can tell when something is not real. But when you enhance something real with CGI, it helps us get into the story more. It helps us become more involved and it's more immersive to us Um, with 2011's The Thing the movie was done and they were in the editing process when the studio stepped in and said, overlay all the practical effects with CGI. And we all saw the result. It was terrible. It was because the story was great. The acting was spot on. The problem was the effects, the CGI ruined it. And the makers of the film were infuriated by it Mm -hmm. because they didn't find out until almost the night of the premiere. That it oh, had been wow. done, and you oh can God. see interviews that were done during the premiere with the show, the showrunners, the creators of the film, how furious they were that that had been done, and they were doing their best to not say anything, but they just couldn't hide it, and it ruined the look of the film
1: because I it was a so perfect.
2: Well. It was a perfect bookend. It was a perfect mm-hmm. prequel bookend mm-hmm. to 1982's The Thing, because they match up just right. yeah it's 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 fantastic but it suffered from the cgi and the marketing was terrible
1: yeah the marketing i I remember it was was awful how many people
2: have you talked to that call it a remake everybody a lot of people they marketed marketed it so poorly that people thought it was a remake and that's that's on the studios that's a massive failure on the studios on for a lot of things Which which could have been an amazing addition to the Thing Mythos and possibly even spawned a third movie. Mm -hmm. It would have been make make
1: it a fucking trilogy, dude. Yeah, based on the video game
2: that came out in what, 2002. Yeah. There's Uh, a Thing video game? Yeah, Yeah. there's a Thing video game that came out for PS2, I think, in 2004. uh, 2002 or 2004. And it's extremely good.
1: Dude, I got to get a ROM. I got to get a ROM. Do it, yeah, I, I, I got it,
2: is, it. It's well worth the playthrough just because it is considered to be by John Carpenter the the, 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 the sequel to the thing. Like, the video game is the sequel, yeah. Yes. He considered it to be the sequel. He oh. loved the story, he actually helped write it, uh, oh, he actually okay. uh, voiced the character in it. Um, and then the character McCready comes back in it. So, I'm um, a bit of a spoiler there, I apologize, but. God uh, damn it!
1: God damn oh, it! Dude. It's 2002 dude, you're mustard. Gonna, you're gonna fucking ruin the game for me that came out. 19 yeah, sorry, years I ago? ruined a 20 year old game. I I apologize. God damn it, man. I'm just
0: Disgusting <laughs> that that's a 20 year old game already. I yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I think they should do a a remake of it because it was a good game. I'd like to see him do that, but if. They could, I mean, the,
2: the, hopefully the graphics would be better because the graphics like a, were dreadful on that game. But it was like 2002. A, what do you
1: expect? A remaster? Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's uh, l- let's see. Um, I'm just trying to get some gameplay here.
1: Of the thing, 2002.
0: Yes. All right. So, hang on here. Gonna.
1: I need to, So, is there a version of the thing from 2011 without the overlay? or... <laughs> That's what we have now.
0: There apparently
2: is, but um, it's rumored at least. But I don't know if it will ever be released. Mm -hmm. They had this. Yeah, the game had this really amazing like trust and paranoia system. Uh Um, It was it was really intuitive. It was it was the gameplay was just fun. Yeah. But the graphics were, you know, (laughs) two thousand two. Obviously, quite wonky, but. And of course everything has exploding barrels in it because that makes sense
0: because video games
2: yeah absolutely video games i think this is where this is the scene where you get attacked by a bunch of spider heads i think so yeah so
1: obviously it multiplied and grew and yeah the i like
2: i don't want to like go through the storyline for people that haven't played it who are now just discovering it because a lot of people are just now discovering this game But it's it takes like part of the game takes place at the Arctic research station from 1982 to the thing. And then there's a separate station that it takes place at as well. And the thing is spread. And yeah, it's it's quite a bit of fun. Nice.
1: There They are.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Good Um, times.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Miss Bay says her favorite game is a 2002 game, so she gets it. And Hengel uh, H- says it looks very siphon filtered. That's the same system, Hengel. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it is. So yeah, like, and, and this is, and it is a fun little romp. Uh, there's more spider heads right there.
1: Ooh.
0: It, it is a fun little romp. Like in case you do, if in case you do have uh, an emulator. Oh, dude, I'm gonna out. I'm gonna
1: rom the shit out of that one <laughs> when this is done.
0: Well, well, gentlemen,
2: yeah. I have to. Unfortunately, I have to get going. I apologize. I didn't know how long this was going to run for.
0: Oh uh, no, no, that's no problem at all. No problem. With, no
1: problem at all. Um,
2: but I really appreciate you having me on. I
1: really do. Thank you for being on.
0: No, thank you your time? for coming on. Uh, just tell everybody where to find you, how to get a hold of you, or what you're doing, and uh, we'll we'll plug everything in the in the comments.
2: Um, I can be found on any social media at Props to History. Uh, I have my own podcast, the Prop History Podcast, for myself and. Uh, another prop maker discussed the history of film uh, filmmaking and props through the eyes of the people behind the scenes, and then uh, I can also you can find my website and the stuff that I make at mts-props.com. Cool,
1: nice, hell yeah! Sure. All
2: right, Hopefully, well, thank you very uh, much. I appreciate it, guys.
1: Thank you. Man. Thank you very much for being day. on.
0: Yeah, have good. Cheers. You too. Bye bye. That was fun.
1: That was super fun, dude.
0: I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't walk into. A Terminator. Like I said, and,
1: and, and, dude, I get, I get, I get high too often to just casually walk by that dude. Like you'd be like walking by. Ow. no, no,
0: no, no! no, no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Like, like every day, every day, dude. i would be fucking walking on my coffee, fucking uh, five thirty. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, that's yes, that's another call, that's another call of the police. Ah, uh,
0: <laughs> fuck! Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I know your fucking neighbors. Name, <laughs> man. Yeah, like I gotta call all my neighbors. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. The, the Terminator thing. Yes, I'll pay for it. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that's just a. That's really cool, though, man. Like how oh, yeah. I, I really wanted to get him on, really wanted to talk to him. Um,
1: mission accomplished.
0: Mission accomplished, man. Really cool guy. Hopefully, uh, he is a cool
1: guy. I, he seems really funny too. Like he's, he's just a nice person, nice guy.
0: I, I think uh, I don't think he wanted to go into such dark humor as you know you and I are capable of, but that's all right. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'm gonna play
1: that video game, dude.
0: Oh, dude, it is so much fun. It's dude, I'm gonna so much fun.
1: the fuck out of that, dude. I'm going to do it.
0: But uh so what uh we I forgot to the go, wrap up. I have
1: to go here in a bit actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um
1: well no, I just got to have a covid test at
0: 2:15. Yeah, I know. Trying to see if uh I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't know he was going to dip out on me. Let's see. So yeah, I finished Squid Game. Like, yeah.
1: And then what you think, buddy, huh? I uh quick, quick wrap up. Hurry up. I got to get going.
0: <laughs> I I didn't see I didn't see who won winning. I thought it was going to be the other guy. And then I've seen I've seen a lot of articles and I've seen like a lot of little thought pieces like, "Oh, who won Squid Game shouldn't have won. It should have been this other character." And I'm like, "No, what what point does that make?
1: You no, know, because if you notice, Kion is the only one that didn't make enemies. He's the what? only one that wasn't really like he, he he has like such a different a different like mentality and nature going through the entire game than the other people.
0: Yeah, you know, he doesn't want to hurt anybody, and I kind of yeah, he
1: wouldn't make... he wouldn't lose his humanity over this money, and everybody else in the fucking room would
0: absolutely threw it away like without without a second thought so and, so
1: i think that's i think that's kind of the lesson in the whole show is like you can always want something and go for it and try hard for it but don't ever lose yourself or who you are you know like yeah and it'll reward you in the end maybe that's the
0: i like i like the idea that he's at the bank you <laughs> at the end of the show and he's like i borrow, borrow some money and yeah like,
1: yeah 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 the guy's like I, yeah?
0: yeah i guess like, 10,000
1: is like 20 bucks, right?
0: Uh yeah, it's like 20 yeah, it's bucks.
1: Like yeah, so. it's like 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks. So you just yeah, tick. Yeah, here the 20. Go for it then. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> So, yeah, um I literally haven't finished the last couple of so minutes. So they
1: wanted to make him a VIP though. Did you notice that? That's yeah. kind of a thing. That's like a thing.
0: They bring him back. Yeah, they bring him back around to yeah. so be like, "Well, you got all this money. Just you want to like make some they more." They did
1: with the cops' brother. Like uh-huh. Just it's the same fucking thing he won, he won so they came back around and they were like eh? hey. you want
0: it hey. <laughs> we'll pay a lot of fucking money like yeah. a lot of fucking money so I, I mean I
1: think Dion's focused on like taking them down like he really wants them to fucking get taken down like that's the whole determination at the very last scene where they're just like shut up and get on the plane bitch and he's like no motherfucker like <laughs>
0: I'm, like, on I'm, my coming way, bitch. I'm coming for yes. you. I'm coming for you. I am a little bit disappointed that the cop thing didn't go anywhere. Don't I don't know I am, that, though. Uh, there is a season two that has been... Um,
1: Confirmed, but not even, like, wrote or filmed written. or anything. Nothing. Yeah. There's yeah. been
0: nothing. And we, we don't even know if the original guy is going to be on.
1: Nope. Don't know that uh, either.
0: So, uh, I don't know but I, I'm, I'm pretty
1: just... sure what the no because like the one thing that i noticed about the people that were involved in this project because that's really what it was that's what they all call it they don't really call it a series or a film or whatever they call it a project that's what they call yeah. it and uh what i noticed is like they're all very passionate like all the actors all the all the production people like even though everybody's dead now um it's a very passionate it's a passion piece so right i feel like yeah we're probably gonna get more of it and uh Hopefully. i'm
0: i'm hoping for it but at the same time i'm kind of not you know what i mean i'm like
1: uh yeah because that the the actors and characters that were portrayed in this go through were actually really 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 significant and like very just cool like part of
0: know. the story yeah like you know? the, 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 the the there was actually an article i read that thank, said thank you
1: uh, for the thank you for the luck. i do have to go though now
0: all right yeah go ahead i'm gonna uh, i guess Please. carry the show for now
1: uh, unless you want to just wait until I get back. I mean, it might not take that long. I mean, I'll probably be back for the post-show, if anything.
0: Oh, I'm still going to... we still got another hour to run, so... Another
1: hour? Okay, well, then, yeah, I'll be back. Come on. All right.
0: Hurry the fuck up.
1: All right, later.
0: All right, it's just me, then. <laughs> I, I tell you what, folks. Uh, I mean... I hate doing single shows, but let's do uh, let's let's check out some previews because we did have a couple of previews come out. Um, we got the first look at the Flash movie and we got the first look at Black Adam. So we you guys want to take a look at that shit. So let's see. Oh, okay. So we do have here Black Adam. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first teaser of this. I've never seen the likes of it before. That's Dr. Fate. Having done James Bond for 10 years, four films... Nothing compares to this. I play Hawkman. Yeah, we are going to see Hawkman and Cyclone.
4: Adam Smasher.
0: Dr. Fate. Fuck you, Dr. Fate. Leading the whole charge is Dwayne Johnson. He's more brutal, uncompromising, fueled by the depths of his pain.
1: He's Black Adam. Black
0: Adam. Let's watch Joy's World Tour until it doesn't gross you out anymore. No, thank you. Hey, DC Fandom, and hello
4: to everyone watching. Uh, I guess not.
0: <laughs> that was that was cringe. I wanted to actually see something cool, but. Um the main trailer from the Batman also dropped, so let's go ahead and take a look at this because I've heard that this is uh really cool and we're gonna actually see some really neat old school Batman aesthetics going on. So let's let's check this out, guys. Hey up! And we know this is Riddler. I was Edward Nigma?
4: Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call; it's a warning.
0: We got a bulletproof suit and a bat teaser. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs>
1: Trying to reach you. But your birds are expected. This is about a
0: king And brothers to match.
4: I can take care
3: of myself. Selena Carlo. If this continues, it won't be long before we nothing
4: less. I don't care what happens to me.
2: It's only gonna get worse for you.
4: Go! Take it easy, sweetheart! Hear everything they say. Thank
0: you.
2: Maybe we're not so
0: different. It's Gotham, bro. It's always cloudy. Look at that! Look at that! Ah!
4: I'm vengeance.
0: That looks sick. Wow, we're just like... We're just watching the fucking movie at this point, guys. I got
3: you! I got you!
0: Well... Holy shit, all right. You know I wasn't in before because of uh Pattinson, but uh I I have to I kind of have to eat my words on that. Now that looks that looks pretty fucking sick. Whether it's going to hold up, uh that's what I would do. <laughs> Whether it's going to hold up or not, I mean it's going to be kind of amazing. But wow uh yeah we got we got a bulletproof batman we got uh you know year one scars we got you know year one villains this is all kind of uh it's all kind of really it's all cool it's all it all it's all cum- culminating uh kurt cobain that batman <laughs> uh i i guess but we also have the teaser for the flash from the uh, DC fandom. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. Now, this is something I'm looking forward to because.
4: Greetings, DC fandom and domers. Ezra Miller here, live from the set of The Flash. It looks like this. We're very excited to show you the movie, uh, and we can't yet because we're still making it. We wanted to show you a teaser, but we can't because we don't have enough material to make a teaser yet. We, we can't make a trailer, uh, but we do have this small sneak peek that my maestro Andy and I have put together that we really hope you'll enjoy. Called, and I will bro. see you in theaters later next year, or more importantly, you will see me.
3: Tell me something. You can go, go
2: anywhere you want, right?
0: That's Michael Keaton's bet. Any timeline.
2: Any universe. Why I didn't want to stay
0: and fight to save this one. So that's Barry's future. future. And you change
2: the
1: past.
0: And the 89 Batman. Are you in? Look at that. Oh, uh, it's the Batmobile. It's the fucking Batmobile. It's the 89 Batmobile. Look at that.
4: Oh, that cool.
0: Uh That was cool as fuck. Uh, so, uh, let's see. I don't know, man. I'm actually pretty tied to comic book movies. So, I mean, like... <laughs> comic book movies and everything else. They're kind of they're kind of the standard right now. Like I I'm, I'm kind of tired of them as well. However, when you look at what's being offered out there in theaters versus, you know, streaming services and like uh anything like that, really there's no there's no real reason to go to the cinema right now. There's no reason to go to the theater. I mean, Lofus and I uh when he was here visiting me from a birthday, uh we went to go see uh, the new James Bond. And uh, I know not a lot of people like James Bond or not aren't a fan of, you know, the whole espionage thing, but I liked it. I liked it a lot, and it ended very Ian Fleming, uh, the way Ian Fleming would have ended it, because the ending of that makes way for a lot of new things to happen. And we also know that the 007 role is already being going to be recast in the, within the next year. Uh, so... There's there's some there's some controversy that came out about it, you know, like they're like, "Oh, well, did uh did uh what's his name actually say that a woman shouldn't play 007?" Uh so let's see. Uh Just a second. I know. I know. Uh, I guess we'll go to the New York post then. So Daniel Craig believes James Bond should not be a woman. Uh, Daniel Craig believes, uh, would rather see the sky fall than watch James Bond be played by a woman. Now all of this is being taken out of context and I kind of don't like the way that they've worded this headline, uh, Let's just uh, let's just see what he says. The former on-screen Bond uh, thinks uh, there are better parts for women to play rather than James Bond. Quote, why should a woman play James Bond when there should be a part just as good as James Bond but for a woman, Daniel Craig said. Uh, his statement comes this week before the release of the subsequent Bond film No Time to Die, which will premiere on my birthday, October 8th. His comments echo those of the franchise's producers, Barbara Broccoli. Not Broccoli, but Broccoli. Trust me, I read that and I was like, hmm, this woman's name is Broccoli. (laughs) Uh, She told Variety that in 2020, uh, James Bond can be of any color, but he is a male. She added that she would rather write new characters specifically for women rather than make the icon lead a woman. And uh a lot of people took this kind of like, oh, fucking Daniel Craig's being misogynistic. Uh, you know, uh he's being he's being disingenuous, he's not trying to make uh, you know, room for POCs or anything else like that. And a lot of people took this whole thing as to, as 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 a detriment on his character rather than saying uh yeah, yeah. Why why the fuck does James Bond have to be changed when we can ha- have a new character like Miles Morales is to Spider Man? Uh, you know, 007 is a transferable title. He even says it in the movie. It's just a title. It's just numbers. Uh, uh. The, see, like like the shit like this shit like this is one I don't like. Daniel Craig, a former Bond uh, actor, said there is no room for women to play the role that new characters should be written for them instead. That is that is a gross misstatement of what he said and what everybody else is saying. I don't like that at all. I believe we should be creating new characters for women, strong female characters, uh, said the showrunner. I'm not particularly interested in making a, taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that so this is uh this is the new double seven who's in the movie and she does have the call sign 007 and it's on uh, it's really good and once again it's just the idea that it's a transferable title um la Lashana lynch is the face of the movie uh saying that she'll take over but we don't know yet uh in no time to die the west london actress playing an mi6 agent named nomi according to the Guardian with rum- rumors spectating she will inherit the 007 title from Bond. Yes, she is a 00. She is a 007. So, I guess, fucking spoiler or whatever. No, dude, like, the, this this whole fucking idea that, oh, well, what he says is misogynistic, and it's, uh, it's like, no, dude, it, it's it's the same thing, uh, like, we discussed on this fucking show, tokenism versus representation. Taking a character, flipping their gender, flipping their race, just because just to 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 do something is tokenism. Um it's not representation. The idea that a woman who was not named James Bond, or you know, any iteration of a female version of James Bond playing a 007, that's representation. But I mean, the idea that Oh, fucking, you know, it, it, it must be James Bond, and it must be a person of color, and it must be a, a, a female. It's, no, no, no. Uh, no. It, it, that's That's stupid. It's, I don't like it. And I don't like, um, and I don't like the idea that you know they're trying to twist these 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 people's words into this shit. And I I find it disingenuous. I I think um, I think I think all these creators are correct, and they should have a Miles Morales type and that kind of a turn, rather than just trying to uh, appease the situation or trying to make something else of it. You know what I mean? Like when they were talking about recasting uh, Clark Kent as a person of color, uh, a black person of color, uh, and everybody was like, no, 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 you can't change it. And it's like Superman, Superman's established. We know who Superman is. We don't need to turn him black, or we don't need to turn him into a female to change what Superman represents. Rather than that, why don't you concentrate on one of the other Supermen that are that is black, or that is a woman, or that 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 has contributed as much to DC as uh, the original Clark Kent? Uh, so, and that's what, and that's kind of like where I'm going with all of that. But speaking of Clark Kent and all of that, I don't know if you guys heard, but the new Superman is coming out as bisexual. And everybody's losing their fucking mind. Oh, of course. Uh, Hold on a sec. Got the zoom on the wrong fucking browser. So everybody's losing their mind about this. And once again, this is all just a clickbait fucking headline. The new Superman comes out as bisexual. Oh, my God. Except it's not Clark Kent. Oh, so many people are going, why are you changing Clark? Why is why does Clark have to be gay now? Why, why does he have to be bisexual? And it's like, no, dude, no, it's not Clark fucking Kent. It's his son. <laughs> John Kent. Son of Clark And Lois Lane. Um, So let's go ahead and just take a look at this. Because so many people are pissed about this. And I love it. I just love the idea that this is pissing off so many fucking people. Who have never never had an idea of how many comic book characters out there are already bisexual. Or already gay. Or already pansexual or non-binary. Like so many of this has existed for so fucking long. And now they're just losing their minds because of the Brian Superman. Like, get fucked, bro. Uh, so Superman's done a lot since he first appeared in the comics 80 years ago. That's right, in the 30s. Almost. He saved the world from uh more than a few times. He's died and came back to life, which was bullshit. He dodged punches from Muhammad Ali and even faced off against white supremacists. Yeah. Uh, until last, last year, though, every comic iteration of Superman has been bespotted with a longtime love, Lois Lane. Because it was Clark fucking Kent. You see what I'm talking about? Like... Not to mention all the, like, remember Infinite Earths, you know, in the DC fucking uh, 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 the timeline, those literally infinite Earths in which there were several Supermen that were gay and female and all this other shit. One, of the, yeah, and one of these dipshits had an issue with Harley Quinn being bisexual. Uh, says Hengel, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck like these people are thinking. It's, it's. Like it's 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 stupid, bro. It's 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 stupid, and uh, the idea that they're trying to like, oh my god, oh they're changing so many of these. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. Uh, in this upcoming issue of Super, the new Superman series, they don't even name the fucking comic. They're they're ju- they're just spewing this fucking bullshit. Uh the Man of Steel enters into a new queer relationship. The fifth issue of the series. Here, finally, 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 we get a fucking title. Soup what the fuck is going on here? Nope. Stop. So take this. Today oh, for fuck. is now. Shut up, com- Don. Nope. I don't want you. I don't want you there either. Superman. Son of kalel That's the name of the fucking comic. That's the name of the fucking comic. Son of Kal-El. We'll confirm that the new Superman, John Kent, child of Clark and Lois, uh, is bisexual after falling for Jay Nakamura, a male reporter. The Superman, Son of Kal-El series. Why couldn't they start this fucking article with that sentence? The Superman Son of Kal-El series follows uh, John Kent, child of Clark and Lois Lane, as he becomes Earth's new Superman and grapples with the immense weight of his new gig. Nakamura, a dispatched writer with a bubblegum pink mop, first appeared in the series' third issue as a shoulder for Kent to lean on when, the business of being Superman, gets too rough. And there they are. Like... what 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 the fuck what's the what's the that doesn't even look like clark i don't i don't i don't get it i don't get it the the in a forthcoming fifth issue uh kent falls for the journalist he is his father's son after all and he mentally and physically burns out from trying to save everyone that he can according to dc the particulars of the issue's plot are to be revealed in November, but images from the comic show Kent and Nakamura sharing a kiss atop a, a building, their legs dangling off the edge. Yeah. I just. Uh, <sighs> and I like so much so so there's so there have been so many lgbt people in dc comics and marvel by the way and marvel uh that this isn't this doesn't register on my radar you know what i mean like like oh john kent is is bisexual cool so is tim drake one of the fucking robins nightwing (laughs) uh you know there's so many of them, like Martian Manhunter is essentially pan, but it's all, that's a whole different other thing. Uh, I, I just, uh, yeah, it even says here, it even says Tim Drake, one of the many Robins uh, accepted a date from a male admirer. He's been bisexual for years, literal years. Uh, Batwoman was also bisexual. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Thank you, uh, Hengel. Yeah. NPRs. What? The queering of characters like Robin and Superman is progress, but because the characters who come out are not canonically iterations of heroes, Drake isn't the only Robin in the universe, and John Kent's father will always be the best known Superman. The plot developments aren't significant or genre shifting, they seem, uh, said Weldon. Weldon, a bisexual Superman, uh said i bisexual superman a queer Robert are both were celebrating they're not one-dimensional villain or side characters who are quickly killed off but the heroes of their own stories yes dude like tim drake it's tim fucking drake it's nightwing like how in the how was like, it like if they write about fucking comic books and they're trying to say oh well you know yeah they wrote about nightwing being bisexual and uh, we have one of the, we have John Kent being bisexual, but it's not really enough when, you know, we have this other long list of, of LGBT representation. And I'm just, maybe, maybe I'm just too old. Maybe, I maybe I've, maybe I've, I've been to comic books too long, but you know, this, this fucking idea, it, it, it's ridiculous to me. And I mean, whatever. I mean, like who the fuck does it affect if Superman is bisexual or whatever? I mean, really, does it affect you guys? Do you guys really even give a fuck? If the new Superman, John Kent is bisexual, does it really affect you in any way? I mean, I just, and there are so many people losing their fucking mind a bit about it. Um, so much so, sorry for the dead air, I had to read that, so much so that Dean Kane, one of the former actors to play fucking Superman, he was a shitty Superman, by the way, uh, uh, has come out and called it bandwagoning, and yeah, hold on, let's, let's take a look at that. I hate fucked dude, but whatever.
4: Massive to attempt to control every
3: aspect, it is another example Live. Great to see you as always, my friend. What do you make of this latest government overreach? Well, I think it's exactly what know. it is. Another example, insane and impossible to know. With his male best friend, just two months. Son of Clark Kent and Lois The day after this story broke, DC Comics go. revealing the superhero son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane will start a romance with his male best friend just two months after Robin came out as bisexual, of course, in the Batman series. Here's the headline. John Kent finds his identity in Superman, son of Kal-El. Earth's new Superman comes out as bisexual, available at comic book shop.
0: See? That's the proper way to do a headline. John Kent finds his identity on Superman, son of Kal-El. That's how you do a fucking headline. That's DC's own headline. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Uh that's DC's very own headline that's how you do it though
3: of course in the batman series here's the headline john kent finds his identity in superman you see how the clearly Carl they define that
0: superman how Thomas clearly Thomas it's john kent at not clark Kent, on November son of Have kal-el actually it's all superman, in the title having actually
3: been clark kent what's
4: your reaction Look, I really—it's hard for me to keep track of all the different Supermen and the different worlds and adventures that he has in the comics.
0: Yeah, he sucked by uh, way. But
4: what from my, I can gather—it's his, it's it's Lois and Clark's son, John. Uh, and I don't think it's—they said it's bold and it's and and a bold new direction. I say they're bandwagoning. You know, a Robin of Batman and Robin, as you mentioned, just came out as as bi or gay recently, and. Honestly, who's really shocked about that one? I had some thoughts about that a long time ago. But a new Captain America is gay. My daughter in Supergirl, what? where I played uh, the father, she was gay. So I don't think it's bold or brave or some crazy new direction. If they had done this 20 years ago, perhaps that would have been bold and brave. But brave would be having him, you know, fighting for the rights of gay people in Iran, where they'll throw you off a building for the offense of being gay. Um, they're talking about him fighting, you know, real world problems like climate change, the deportation of refugees, and he'll be dating a hacktivist, whatever a hacktivist is. I, I don't know, um, but you know, why 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 don't they have him fight the injustices that created the refugees that whose deportation he's protesting? That would be brave.
0: So I'd in other words, that. this guy has or no fucking opinion on For women it. to attend and school and have, have the ability to, to work and live and <laughs> divert to be all by this.
4: men under the new warm and fuzzy Taliban. That, that would be brave. Um, there's real evil in this world today, real corruption and government overreach, plenty of things to fight against, um, human trafficking, real actual slavery going on. It'd be brave to tackle those issues, shine a light on those issues. As far as, you know, I'd like to see the camera <laughs> doing that. Um, I, I read that comic. This one, I, I don't think I'll be reading. I could just watch CNN or MSNBC to get this information.
3: Yeah, it's bravery for the left. It's not bravery for the world. And Superman used to fight all injustice. Like you said, there's a lot of injustice, including against gay individuals that needs to be rectified. Yet Superman's not focused on that right now. Probably
0: should be. Dean. Probably should be. Ah, yes, because you know what a god has to deal with? The mundane problems of everybody else. Not like there's fucking supervillains or anything else that exists in that world. Not as if there's god-tier characters that could end our existence with a blink of a fucking eye. No. Now, that's what he should be really fucking focusing on. Immigration and all the petty bullshit that we have to deal with as human beings. That's what we should be focusing on clark Kent on as superman get absolutely fucked you idiot oh my god and yeah this guy was was clark was was clark in 1993 dude, like like outdated ass motherfucker dude like it's just, and he sucked too like like that's the worst part right i can't get over just how much he sucked as superman like he was one of the worst ones uh I don't know, man. Like that water bottle crush was loud as shit. Sorry, I thought I pushed the microphone far away enough. I'm just like, uh, you people are fucked. This this whole fucking thing. Like, who cares, bro? Tim Drake has been bisexual for fucking years. I like how they were like, oh, he recently came out. It's like, no, we've known about this for a long fucking time. Uh, I'm just. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's. (laughs) When a mantis shrimp punches a human. All right. I'll be, we're watching that in the post show. (laughs) Um, anyways, uh, God damn it, man. It was just, I am just, um, I'm kind of blown away. You know what I mean? I'm kind of blown away by the idea that there's still these people that freak out about uh, a comic book hero becoming gay or that is gay or whatever. Like, you've never fucking known this shit before. Like, like these characters have been gay. like People have been cave in comic books for so fucking long. And the reason you've never had a big fit about it was because there has being gay has never been their one personality trait oh well what do you know about this character they're gay well what do they do don't know um it's just uh it, it pisses me off and it angers me because I'm it, it's just uh, like if this was a new thing i'd understand i would completely understand you know what i mean i would understand like if this was a new thing like this just started happening like oh we're barely starting to see these kinds of things happen but we're not we're not like this has been around for years and years and years but just moving the fuck on from that because like even even um even the new Venom movie right like so many people have watched it and just gone like, oh my God, that is one of the gayest movies I've ever seen. And it's, oh, it's so gay. It's, oh, it's, it's really gay. And it's like, dude, what, what the, uh, what do you mean, dude? Like Like they, they've been complaining about this. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm like, let's, let's look up a, let's look up an article real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, let's just, look, I'm, I'm just going to share the screen with you guys. Look, look at all of these, is Venom gay? <laughs> it's going to become an LGBT cult film. Is, there, is, is it really a gay story? Uh, Andy Circus, the director, says that he is a gay. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if you don't know the relationship between Eddie Brock and, um, Venom, like, don't speak on it, dude. Hangul, what did you send me? They're dead links, bro. They don't go anywhere. Uh, and like, so if you don't understand, Let There Be Carnage will be the LGBTQIA coming out movie. What? <laughs> so let's delete this shit. It's not just Venom. Every hero I- ever is gay. LGBT, properly so. And I can prove it too. Alright. So now now I'm curious. Angle the links you sent me lean to nothing, Bubba. I am not a spider. Oh huh. well, one of them works. Well, try trying again. Oh, okay. I see him. Yeah, they finally went through. <laughs> well, I can't watch some of these on the main show, but let's let's finish this shit. Uh, so <laughs> this is a this is a review by James Murphy has 589 views. Look, Andy Serkis and Tom Hardy did a bit of provocative publicity by implying, by implying venom is a bit sexually ambiguous in in persuasion. What? That analogy is apt given that the symbiote creature lives 24, seven with a bloke that uh, can shift its sex. If it bonds elsewhere and survives based on adaptation. Uh, so what? Indeed, I find it hilarious that people would ob- object to this theory, given it makes logical sense. Yeah. Nobody, maybe except me, uh, thinks it's a bit odd that what might pass as PG-13, 12A uh, movie, 12A is the, the European version of PG-13, uh, will feature a serial killer biting the hero and performing what looks to be a voodoo ritual in church. I guess I gotta see the movie. Uh, but anyways, my point is, let's just save time. Let's get, let's out every single movie hero I can possibly think of from the top of my head, thereby preemptively striking on both filmmakers and critics of the future and wind up both alt-right and extreme left. Here we go. And all in no particular order all of these characters are in fact gay. Uh, I don't know what Citizen Kane. Keeps saying rosebud because he just wants to settle down and decorate his mansion with a nicer shade of flower likes extra extravagant gestures massive fan of uh musical theater gay i don't know this is like satire or this is he, he's trying to be satire uh i don't understand this rick from casablanca his bar is secretly a gay bar hence lots of camp nazis like it there ran away with a woman in gay Perry. it's gay party walks off at the end with a guy ergo he is gay i, I think he's just trying to Really, bro? He's trying to imply that Indy Jones is gay. He invited a he invaded a charming girl's advances in the Temple of Doom because he would rather face a lava pit than act actual sexual stuff with a woman. She even has to call herself Willie. Jones is very close to Marcus Brody. They only have eyes for each other. They're gay. What the fuck is this? Skyfall Uh, what? Okay. Neo. Batman. Wolverine. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's just see what this wrap up here is. Enough of, uh, okay. That's enough for now. Uh, NB filed under satire and not homophobic. Either, if you have a problem with these characters being gay, then maybe you two are, in fact, well, gay. It's all good. Great heroes transcend sexuality and that trends that and trends that define society and movement marketing. Endure it in any event, gay, straight, or bi. I have zero interest in venetude. of the reservations I cited at the start of this piece. Shame I loved the first film. What the this guy said, nothing. He made, he made fun of gay stereotypes and. Oh, this was just stupid. This was a waste of fucking time. This was dumb.
1: Yeah, but Oh, my headphones are off. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Hey, what up?
0: We watched some trailers, and now we're talking about the idea that people were pissed off that uh, John Kent is this bisexual.
1: Who's John Kent?
0: All I- right. Clark Kent's son.
1: Who gives a fuck, man?
0: Yeah, well, there's a huge outlash. There's a huge backlash of it, and I was just talking about how, even then, you got things like people calling Venom two, gay.
1: Why is it gay?
0: What? Because, uh, yeah. look. Look, look at the article. Look at the article titles.
1: Carnage is gay.
0: Yeah. Look at this.
1: What? Yeah. Why?
0: <laughs> you've seen it, right?
1: No, no. no. Wait, you have seen what? Venom two? No. I haven't oh, gone out of the fucking theaters. No.
0: Uh, yeah. So apparently, a lot What's of people that? are saying, "Have you?" This is... Yeah, I went to go see James Bond.
1: Ew. No, have you got? Have you seen Venom two? no i have not okay
0: uh so yeah a lot of people are just saying that
1: no i just got tested i i I don't know
0: yet he he, he just he just got stabbed
1: (laughs) yeah i've been getting stabbed a lot lately
0: stabbed in the brain uh yeah so like there's all these articles about just lgbt heroes and stuff and i was just talking about like this shit has been happening for years like like since the beginning of the comic books there's been gay comics there's been gay characters tim drake has been bisexual for fucking years
1: there's a captain america that's gay
0: yeah even even steve his whole sexuality is ambiguous
1: it's ambiguous yeah it really is he was, so, he was, so is loki's even uh even owen wilson and loki asks him, any any princes or princesses that uh, and your favor and then loki says yeah a bit of both here and there bit of both. But, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah and so
1: <sighs> so it's like uger is at this point like it gives a fuck plus loki's a shapeshifter he could be whatever the fuck he wants
0: quite literally yeah. his
1: his gender is literally non-conforming in the most literal sense it can be
0: so yeah I, i'm just I, I i i'm just so fucking tired of and then i we, we watched I, I watched i played an interview with uh that idiot that played Superman in 1993, uh, and he was like, "Oh, they're bandwagoning. They're bandwagoning. What? Bandwagoning what? The the, the idea that Clark, uh, that that John Kent is is gay, or bisexual rather, and that they're bandwagoning, and that he shouldn't be he shouldn't be uh, uh, dealing with the crisis of of everyday life and stuff. He should be dealing with oh, go to Pakistan." And fix the problem of gays being uh, 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 assaulted there. And it's like, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about, dude. You, you fucking idiot.
1: It's like, a, I don't know. Let's just make a fucking uh, superhero at this point. just called Super Gay Man, dude. And like just have him take care of only gay issues that gay people have, right? And I mean, well, and, and would, that make a- would that make everybody happy? Or would that just make more problems?
0: I'm pretty sure it would just make more problems. And we did watch the new Flash trailer, also. Um, okay, was well, it good? Any good? Anything? Good.
1: Good.
0: We good. have two. Fl- we have two flashes and the '89 Batman and a Supergirl in the background. Well, that's not good. Well, it's it's Flashpoint. It's, <laughs> well, it's Flashpoint. Flash like like we're gonna Oh, get it's a
1: Flashpoint, one. not Flash.
0: You said. Well, Flash it's. Movie. Yeah, it is. A, it is a Flash movie, but. Uh, it's based on flashpoint
1: oh god so are we gonna get negan as batman
0: we might actually we have we have confirmation you want you want to just watch the trailer again
1: no that's okay we don't have to do that okay you sounded excited to do that i was no okay fine let's watch it again
0: Fine, <laughs> fine, fine.
1: okay fine
0: i was i like i liked it um uh... So it's 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 a teaser, it's a teaser trailer, it's a teaser trailer. So it's really short, but we have a lot of images in it. So hold on, find it back again.
1: A new trailer for the Batman just came out too.
0: Well, we watched that one too.
1: Is it good? Any good? Good.
0: It's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking good. I don't mind watching it again.
1: Robert Pattinson's doing good.
0: He's doing work, bro.
1: Yeah.
4: Show you a teaser, but that my maestro Andy and I have put together that we really hope you enjoy, and I will see you in theaters later really? next year. Or that's more Ezra. importantly,
0: you will see me.
1: Why does he wear a collar?
0: I, that's oh. a, I said the <laughs> exact same thing.
1: What the fuck is that outfit, man? Is he gay too?
0: Tell me something. So that's oh, true well, flashes. Anywhere you want. Right. Listen to the voice. Any timeline. Any universe.
4: I didn't want to stay.
2: Fight to save this one.
4: You change the future, and you change the
1: past. Oh
4: shit! Are you in?
0: What car is it?
1: Oh, is that the fucking Batmobile from the old school one? Like the <laughs> yeah. one that's in GTA? Yeah, nice.
0: So, what did you think, man? Like a little teaser trailer. Like I said, it's really short, but
1: when's it coming out?
0: Uh, next year.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool. I'm excited.
0: We do have Ben Affleck. We do have Michael Keaton back as '89 Batman. That's that's the voice you heard.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was Keaton.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. So we, I don't know, man. We might see the we we might see the Nightmare Bat with yeah, Thomas Wayne.
1: Keaton, I love that guy so much.
0: <laughs> Just creep, right?
1: Yeah. Stop! Don't get me started. <laughs> All
0: right, and we'll take a. I, I, I really think you're going to appreciate the new Batman trailer. That's why I'm, I don't mind watching it again.
1: Okay. I really think you're going to like this. So I'm no, just going to show up. Really, I'm not really the biggest fan of Batman. Yeah. Watch. Ow. Ow.
0: Are you eating on the fucking show, bro?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright, alright, all right. All it's right, all right, all right. a tool. That jo- Jim Carrey? When that light hits the sky.
4: It's not just a call. Oh. It's a warning. Ah. i trying to reach you. Fire the God! This is about a game. And brothers to match. I can take care of myself. If this continues,
3: you won't be long before you've nothing
4: left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse
2: for you. Go!
4: Oh, take it easy, sweetheart! Hear everything they say, vengeance.
2: Maybe we're not so
4: different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance.
1: Yo, and In your sh- streams? pause awesome. it. our stream's banned
0: our stream is banned? yeah what happened?
1: we got taken down for policy violation apparently
0: oh man that's funny oh come on really? yeah
1: they took us down dude Somebody literally came and took us down.
0: Wow. Uh.
1: Yeah, it's gone. It's fucking gone. Stream is suspended for policy violations.
0: Where are you seeing this? I'm not able to grab it.
1: On, just go to fucking YouTube, click stream on stream unavailable. Yeah.
0: Suspended for policy violations. Wow. There you go. What we'll the fuck?
1: Yeah. So nobody's watching us right now. That.
0: Well, I guess in that case we can just end the fucking show. Hold on, a sec.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, let's see. Because here it says like we are live and everything,
1: but. Yeah, but if you try to watch it on YouTube,
0: yeah, you, uh, your stream has been temporarily suspended. Hold on, I'm trying to fix this.
1: Can Can you share what you're seeing right now?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and just just end the show here.
1: Okay. So,
0: thank you everybody for watching. It's this really sucks. Thanks to props to history. Yeah. Uh, for coming is. on. And uh, hopefully you guys will finish this with the audio version. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. That does suck.